Mm, here's my favorite part. Incoming transmission. Engage house party protocol. Mark 4, powering up. Mark 17, powering up. Mark 44, powering up. All suits are online. Welcome to House Party Protocol. Power up suits and welcome in to another episode of House Party Protocol. My name is Will and with me today is the one and only sleeping on his couch having Nate. What's happening, my man? Man, uh, a lot. Well, really just one thing, <laughs> but it's like a big thing. So I'm really excited to be here. Talk about it. Yeah, you know, it is a pretty, pretty big thing, and I don't see the point in wasting any time beating around bushes and all of that nonsense, and I'm going to dive right into it. Holy crap, this new Marvel Snap season. I mean, honestly, <laughs> like, have you been playing it? Holy moly. No, I uh, I jumped out after, oh, what was the first one that, like, when it, when it went public live? The Wakanda? No, the one before that. Shoot, I don't even remember. Oh my god! It was uh, it was Miles. It was Spider Man. That's right, Spider Man. There you go. Uh, I did that one, and then I was like, "Oh, you're gonna knock me back like thirty some levels. I'm out. Peace." Yeah. Well, I I mean that's our main topic today, folks. Just so y'all know, is it's definitely Marvel Snap and nothing else. I'm gonna tie this. I'm gonna tie this all together real quick because <laughs> that first season was all about symbiotes, and it today we're gonna continue talking about symbiotes, and Will can talk about snap all he wants i'm just going to be talking about something else the entire time the entire time there you go yeah so you know here i am trying to bury the lead have a little fun and nate's like i'm not having it <laughs> not for this guy uh-uh <laughs> so nate what is this guy with which we are so blessed to have been spoiled for us uh agent venom has finally uh, had his card revealed over the month of December. Obviously, they teased him and then showed off the model, which also looks gorgeous, and we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but Flash Thompson's coming to Marvel Crisis Protocol, and he's good. Yes, I am I am about this life, and you're not wrong, and I am stoked. And I've got the model pulled up right now, because that's where we always start when we talk about these characters and everything that's going on with these guys and yeah you said we were going to talk about it and that's the first thing i are going to talk about off the rip and before i say anything about the sculpt and all of that because there's a lot of things we can say about it the studio paint job on this is bananas awesome yeah <laughs> i mean like whoever they get to paint their models i'm just like oh my goodness he looks real pretty in the uh the black and blue uh, styled symbiote uh, with the highlights and stuff. Yeah, it's it's truly amazing. But in real talk, though, this model, I can't tell because they don't have the 360 spin thing that I can find. I know they pop up every once in a while, but I can't tell if his left foot is actually on the little pointy part of the grate or if he's literally just floating. I'm going to assume floating, Nate. What do you think? Oh, man, that's tough. Because from the angles that I'm, I'm scrolling through the Facebook page trying to find some other photos of him, 
and it's not easy to tell. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I hope it's kind of like his foot's on that because that would be like a three points of contact situation, which would at least be mm-hmm. nice. All that to say, though, I do love this sculpt. I think this is one of the most dynamic ones they've had, and I already know, and I'm with you, Suits, there's a lot of opportunities for breakage here. So that's definitely an issue, but just from an on-the-tabletop, how cool is this effing thing? This might be up there as the number one model, honestly. It's it's definitely top three, yeah. hands down. Yeah, I mean, it looks amazing. And Nate, are you going to try to kind of copy what they have done here in the studio paint job or maybe do your own thing? I think I'm going to do something very similar, except uh, I'm, I'm going to keep more of the armor parts, the kind of uh, blue and black, and then have the like tendrils have more of a grayish highlight to them. I like it. To, to break up the armor from the, uh, the rest of the suit. I like it. Yeah, I think I'm going to go for a more purpley look just because I really like purple and black. I just think that's a really nice combination. And my Venom is actually painted and actually blue. So I feel like differentiating the two, even though it's technically the same symbiote, more on that later. Uh, but, you know, I, uh, I'm excited to put this model together and I'm excited to actually paint this model. I know I don't paint that often, but when I do... This is the kind that speaks to me because it's pretty monochrome. So so you're obviously painting him as uh, just normal Venom. You're not doing the anti-Venom paint job. I thought about it, but yes, I don't feel like fiddling with white personally. I feel like that Agent Venom in his black suit is the way for me personally, but I'm really stoked to see what other people do because what's interesting is I actually have a really nice like white combo thing. I did my vision in this and it starts as kind of like a cream and then works its way up to like a really brighter white color. It looks really nice. Mm. So man, you've given me an idea. Dang it, Nate. Well, worst case scenario, if you just don't want to deal with the white at all, you could also paint him in his uh, Thunderbolts uniform where all the whites just red. Oh yeah. See, there's a thought. I like it. I like it. You've done your homework. Way to go. (laughs) Shocking. I know, right? I know. Thunderbolts. Man, wouldn't that be like the most awesome icing on the cake if all of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, and here's a tactics card for Thunderbolts affiliation, and boom, blows the the thing wide open. Yep, and here's Red Hulk, and you already have Elektra. You already have Deadpool. You already have Punisher. Yeah. Like Ghost Rider, you're like, yes, this is this is great. Thank you. Yep, here's the thing. Sweet. Merry Christmas. Or happy January, I guess it'd be at this point. But either way, nope, that's February. Happy Valentine's Day. See, there we go. There we go. So yeah. I'm stoked about this model and I'm I'm excited to put him on the tabletop. And it looks like he's on a 35, unlike regular Venom, who is on a 50. It it does appear that Agent Venom here is on a 35. Has that been confirmed? Uh, Just the pictures kind of a thing. There's not been like a document stating it or nobody's gotten the model early and there's like a mysterious 50 mil base in there. Roger that. Well then, Nate, without further ado, let's dive in and talk about this character card because 
There's a lot going on here, and I think there's some subtly awesome things happening, and I'm mm -hmm. here for it. So, we have Agent Venom with an alter ego of Flash Thompson. So what does this mean, Suits? Why is that important? Well, you can have Agent Venom and Venom on the tabletop at the same time because they have different alter egos. I'm about this life. I don't know about you, Nate. The more Venom, the merrier. Exactly. So he has a left stat line, top stat line, basic stat line of four physical defense, two energy defense, and a three mystic defense. He has six stamina. He has threat value of four. He has size two, and he moves medium. Nothing changes on his injured side. So, Nate, I think there's one obvious thing that stands out on this basic stat line. What is that to you? It's the uh, the energy weakness, which is to be expected from pretty much any symbiotic character uh, we ever get in this game. Yeah, yeah, it's it's one of those things where I get it, and it is technically the same symbiote that is on Eddie Brock Venom. So, in terms of keeping things consistent, but I would have liked to have seen the energy weakness, you know, weakness to sound represented in a different way on this character because they are different characters. Same symbiotes, but they have different attributes based on the wearer, right? I mean, to a, to a degree, but at the end of the day, all the symbiotes hate fire. All the symbiotes hate the loud noise or high-pitched noise or whatever it is. Touché. So it, it does not surprise me that uh, we have Carnage with one energy defense. We have the Venoms now with two energy defense. I think that's a, a trend if we ever go further down the, the Venomverse uh, that will continue. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine, like, Null being, like, an eight-threat character with a two-energy defense? Uh, Null, Null's a little bit of a, a difference, but I know. that would kind of be funny. That would be hilarious. So, Nate, how would you like to talk about these attacks so much uh the first one is a physical attack clintar firepower has a range of four strength of five no power cost because after this attack is resolved this character will gain power equal to the damage dealt so it's a very standard builder and then on a wild you get to apply the bleed condition to the target character uh pretty standard it's very nice that it has a range of four, though. Yeah, that's where I'm at with it. It's that range of four is really nice, and there are plenty of things in the game at this point that can reach out and touch Agent Venom, but being able to say, okay, cool, I'm going to shoot you from a pretty good clip away and and maybe be safe, I think is something that's pretty great. And it's physical, so you're going to have to deal with that. That is the most prevalent defensive type in the game with the most defensive tech out there. But I think this is here more as a means to fuel things than it is to really put out damage. Would you agree with that? Yeah. No, this is, like most other characters, just a standard five-die builder kind of a thing. We're not to Gamora with a six-die builder that has built-in modification or anything crazy like that. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, if you're new and you're just getting into Marvel Crisis Protocol and you found your way here to the House Party Protocol podcast, Bleed is a special condition where a character will take one damage at the end of their activation. It's only one. The condition does not stack. And as uh, you go through the journey in this game, again, if you're new, there's a lot of conditions out there. They all do different things. This one is one that is, in my humble opinion, it's underrated because being able to get that damage out there is nice and it's one that i don't know about you nate but when i have it on a character i don't worry about it until it's like oh crap i've got one health left what am i going to do yeah pretty much usually just something that you uh you choose to ignore to push on with more valuable actions that's it that's it so what's next nate uh next up is a energy attack oddly enough uh called an incendiary grenade which, you know, just a fire grenade. Fantastic. Has a range of three, strength of five, four, one power. Uh, and after the attack is resolved, the target character gains the incinerate special condition. Uh, incinerate, for those who may not be aware, is a fiery condition that will lower all of that character's defense values by one, I believe, to a minimum of one. It is to uh, a minimum so... of one. Okay, cool. So... You can't lower it below that one, but it's a great tool to weaken up some of the tankier characters uh, in the game. Absolutely. I love it. I love the fact that he has this because, again, like I mentioned with his pistols, how they're physical. So being able to say, okay, three or four physical person, let's take that down a notch, soften up the target a little bit. And not only that, but it's five dice energy. So if you're going into another Venom or plenty of other characters out there, uh, you know, that have a slightly weaker energy defense, like, it's actually useful, I think. You can say, okay, cool, five energy at range three. I mean, you're a little less safe than you are. I think it's pretty, pretty solid. And we've seen an attack kind of like this before on a character, Domino, except this one's range three and five, whereas hers is range four, and four dice. So I I kind of kind of like this one better. Yeah, it's also the same one that the uh, the Howling Commandos have. Domino's also has the uh, explosive trigger. There you go. But it is the the first of these uh grenade style attacks that has five dice instead of four. So that is a, a welcome little add to uh to Flash's kit. Yeah, I kind of, I just kind of like it. I, I like that he has, I, I wish it didn't cost the one, but it makes sense. Incinerating someone is a valuable condition. And I, I've definitely got the wheel spinning of like how we can make this even more valuable down the road. But let's finish talking about these attacks first. Absolutely. Last thing on the, the grenade, absolute missed opportunity to call it Hail Mary. <laughs> absolute agree on that because, yeah, I mean, he wasn't, high school quarterback i mean come on yeah right uh his last attack also physical symbiote special forces is a beam three meaning you lay down that range three ruler and anybody underneath it is just going to be hit by the attack uh, has a strength of seven does cost four but on a wild and a hit you trigger something called lashing tendrils after each attack is resolved deal one damage to each other enemy character within range two of Agent Venom. Yes. So 
you did mention how laying the tool down and all that stuff, there is still a line of sight concern on this because if you can't see the target, it doesn't matter if you lay the beam down or not, can't hit them. That is true. Yes. Unless you're unibeaming. Unless you're unibeaming, exactly. So, yeah, Nate, I, what is your take on this attack? Because I, I think a lot of things here. It's, it's a really good attack. It's a little bit expensive. Four power is a lot. But you're also getting to hopefully make at least two or three seven dice attacks uh, out of it. Yeah. Like, that's where I'm at with you. Like, it's a little on the pricey side. And as we get into Agent Venom's superpowers, you'll see kind of how all of these things add up into something that presents a lot of decision points for players, which I think is a good thing, ultimately. But mm -hmm. this attack, I feel like, is valuable, like you said, because you can get two to three characters. And another interesting thing about it is, as long as Agent Venom is somewhere relatively close to his targets he can put out that extra damage potentially and what's another fun thing about it is it's deals one damage to each other enemy character so not the one he's targeting but if he's close to other people and he's doing damage and he's hitting those triggers he's going to be damaging people and let's say he hits three people and somehow they're all within range two of agent venom which i don't even know how you would set that up but if you did you're able to get an additional damage on each of them throughout the chain, which I think is really cool. Yeah, very, very handy. And even if it's a situation where maybe you're moving and one person's not quite in the beam, but they only have one health left, and you're like, well, let's not waste an attack on them. Let's do this beam, hit the other two guys, and just hope for a, uh, a wild hit in one of those. Yeah. yeah finish could, the job. Finish the job. It could really swing a turn. I feel like like if you have the power and you're in the right position and especially with some of these new crises, how they're kind of, you know, all bundled up brawling in the middle of the board a lot, like it could really swing a turn, I think. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I like it. And in the overall, what do you think of his attack suite? Overall, pretty happy. Uh, I was kind of hoping for uh, something with rapid fire just because he has so many guns on his character anyway. Uh, but I'm at the same time, not disappointed with uh, anything that his kit does have. Yeah. I'm kind of with you there as a more casual fan of this character than you are. You're definitely more of a diehard. Like I like this character. He's, he's a, I'm a fan of this character, but you're definitely on a whole other level than I am. Like, you know, if you've been here for a while, you'll get this. If you're new here, Fantastic Four is like one of my favorite things. So Nate is to Agent Venom as I am to Fantastic Four. So all of that to say, I do agree with you because I would have liked to have seen either Rapid Fire or Flurry, some kind of way for him to generate additional attacks because as it stands right now, and as we go through these superpowers that we're about to talk about, I don't know if he's really like a shooty McShoot boy as much as a move shoot move shooty boy i don't know we're gonna find out speaking of <laughs> nate before we get into these superpowers i do want to tell the suits out there that if you're interested in joining our house party protocol crisis protocol league that we're going to be doing it's going to be just kind of a fun thing uh, Nate actually helped me come up with some really cool ideas to, as 
I mentioned before, I'm into Marvel Snap, so we've incorporated some fun little Marvel Snappy-in type mechanics in this. If you're interested in joining that, you can check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash housepartyprotocol for as little as a dollar a month or 12 bucks a year. You can come and join that, and it's going to be for patrons only uh, this time around. So if you're interested in something like that, to come and hang out and play some games and have some fun at the beginning of this year, uh, you can come and check that out. That will be going live in about two weeks. So be ready for that. And then the other thing I want to mention is starting next week, hopefully we get the Jessica Drew spoilers. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, we're going to be doing a giveaway for Agent Venom and Jessica Drew when they drop. So we'll be giving you all the details on that. Hopefully we get her stuffed next week. And if we do, we'll announce how that's going to work. So keep it locked right here. Now, Nate, superpowers. We have symbiote web swing. It is an active superpower and it's going to cost you two power. Place this character within range three of its current position. This superpower can be used only once per turn. I love this. I just, I love it so much, Nate. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. So if anyone's ever played Miles Morales, it's similar to his, except you don't get two additional dice on anything, which is, makes me very sad because that'd be just awesome. But <laughs> it's probably for the best. Uh, this is an awesome thing, being able to be highly mobile, playing at that range four, playing with the range for incendiary grenade or the symbiote special forces and really just being able to capture objectives. And there's a, a bit of text here, Nate, that is missing that I'm very happy for. And that's, he doesn't have to worry about objectives. He can do this while he's holding objectives. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't necessarily surprise me. I mean, it, it's basically just a hook, a hook arrow off of a Hawkeye, right? Exactly. But a less squishy Hawkeye, maybe? I don't know. Uh, they both have two energy defense, so, but no, Agent Venom has a decent bit more stamina, so yeah, no, a more yeah. tanky version. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, it's a very nice tool. Range three is a, a solid chunk of uh, distance. It equates to a two-power move action that uh, will leave Agent Venom the uh, opportunity to attack twice a turn pretty easily. Exactly. It, and it's funny that you mentioned that because when I see these superpowers like this that grant out-of-action movement, I think about something like charge. Functionally, this is a charge. It's just you're not locked into doing the attack, which I really like. I think it, it provides more flexibility. So yep, It can be hit and run, it can be charge, or it can just be a third move action. Exactly, exactly. So he's going to be moving, uh, moving pretty good here. The next mm -hmm. superpower is an active superpower called Project Rebirth 2.0. I wonder what ever happened to 1.0. This is 2.0. Not as successful. There you go. Not as successful. Well, 2.0, pretty good. It's going to cost you one power and then remove one special condition from this character. We've seen this before on Blade. He can do a similar thing where he just removes a special condition, which is pretty nice. And I'm going to say it can can really come in handy at times like not all the time but uh there's plenty of times where it really works pretty good what do you think of this one nate uh, i think this is a, a sneaky good superpower yeah that uh 
we we didn't get to see a lot of it because Midnight Suns uh when when there was a big uh, meta shake up and shift a, a while back uh they they kind of uh, spiraled down a little bit unfortunately uh but all that to say i think this is a fantastic ability to be able to be like oh it's my turn let me go ahead and just get rid of uh, a condition that's worth getting rid of or even one that's like bleed where it's just like oh if i have an extra power laying around let's just uh, get rid of that condition Right but on the so like that's that's the worst side of this, but on the the better side, you're able to get rid of things like uh, stagger, shock, incinerate. Uh, just a, a very very good ability. Exactly like, and that I think is the the thing there is stagger specifically. This is more or less total anti stagger tech. I mean, unless Agent Venom has no power and then is poisoned, and you don't ever attack him. I guess then he could be staggered, but like realistically, this is just I will not be staggered. I'm getting my two actions no matter what, and I think that that's just huge and awesome and makes for something really fun and engaging. And I think it's interesting how they worded this one as opposed to Blades, where it's remove one special condition, where Blade says take a shake action. Mm-hmm. So I just think that's an interesting bit of like evolution. I guess that's 2.0 versus vampire stuff. Yeah, there there it is. That's the that's the one vampires. <laughs> so the next superpower we have here is another active superpower. All star quarterback. There's the reference for you, Nate. It's gonna cost you <laughs> three power. Choose an interactive terrain feature. Mm, here's my favorite part. Or enemy character, both of size three or less within range two, and throw it short. This superpower can be used only once per turn. Nate, I love the fact that he has a terrain or character throw here. I love the fact that it's size three. I hate the fact that he has to be within range two to use it. (laughs) It would be busted if it wasn't, though. You know, you say that... But There's I, not a single character in this game that can throw a size 3 terrain feature or character at range 3. Yeah, but you, wouldn't you have loved for Agent Venom to be the first? Would I have loved for Agent Venom to be a broken character, Will? That's a silly question. Yes, I would, <laughs> I would love for it to have happened. <laughs> yeah. But this means that I don't have to worry about him getting the, the nerf stick later. So. Right, right. That's, that's very fair, and and I gotta say that I love this. I do wish he could throw it medium as well, mm-hmm. but I get it. It makes sense. And I just love that he has character displacement. Like he can displace himself and he has character displacement. I think that's just so great. And in so many ways, like, okay, cool. I'm going to come over here in a position you didn't think I could get. I'm going to score this point. I'm going to throw you off this point. Excellent. It's going to cost you a boatload of power to do all of these things. And that's the, that's the thing. But I think this is all a lot of fun. We've got two more superpowers here, and then we can talk about all these fun things. So we have two innate superpowers. So he always has these. They're always active no matter what. Symbiotic instincts, seen this before. While this character is attacking, the defending character cannot modify its defense dice. And then we have wall crawler. Because of course we do. 
and that just means he counts as size five when moving over terrain. Again, if you're if you're new to Marvel Crisis Protocol, basically characters of a certain size can't move over larger than them terrain without having to use the short movement tool. Wallcrawler gets around that. That's that's the simplest way to describe it. So, yeah, two two great superpowers, and and I don't want to gloss over symbiotic instincts. Doctor Strange is gonna hate seeing an Agent Venom on the other side of the board. Uh, Storm hates seeing Agent Venom on the other side of the board. That's right. And wh- why is that, Nate? You tell the suits out there why Storm hates it. Uh, because cover is modifying your defense dice. Exactly. So that uh, he, he gets to ignore Storm's leadership. Uh, and, and really, this is, like, as a whole, it's great for attacking into those characters that have the defensive re-rolls and whatever else out there. Uh, but really, it's also just kind of nice because even if you're not attacking into characters with specific defensive text that this counters, at, when you're at range four, odds are your opponent's able to put themselves in a position to get some sort of cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Venom's just going to be able to be like, oh, well, as long as I can see you, I shoot you with no penalty. Yeah. Yeah, and that's just excellent. It's, and like you said, that range four, I mean, heck yeah, dude. Heck yeah. So, Nate, obviously we're gushing somewhat over Agent Venom here, but let's let's rein it in here and let's talk about it from a total package perspective. And and I don't know if you can be objective, but I'll try to be objective, but I want to hear your total package perspective, Agent Venom thoughts. Yeah, so I, I think I'm pretty objective with this uh, because I would have... I, I I like him where he's at. He's at a point where uh, I have no complaints, and that is because he is very easily playable in the affiliations that, through the panel to play, uh, they have all but indicated that he will be a member of the Guardians of the Galaxy, he will be a web warrior, and he will be a agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. Yes. So, I mean... Of those three, I think he has really strong play in all of them, frankly. I think, arguably, S.H.I.E.L.D. would be the weakest one. Arguably? Maybe, but like right now, the only other four threat in affiliation, other than the leader, is Steve Cap Steve. Uh, and I'm not a huge Steve Cap Steve fan, so. Right, so, I mean, I'm kind of with you there in that I think that that's probably why I'd, I say arguably is mm-hmm. like, you know, violent Steve over here is going to be a sad boy because Agent Venom is going to be stealing his spot on the roster. Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, Nate, what do you feel like is his kind of thing? Uh, so Agent Venom is a, a jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none uh, kind of a character, but at four threat, you're able to get away with that a little bit more because instead of just kind of generically being okay at a lot of stuff, you're able to be generically good at a lot of stuff, uh, but still not be like a s- certain specified role. Uh, so he's got mobility because of the range three place for two power. 
Uh, he's got some fantastic damage output with the Symbiote Special Forces possibilities, and really just a range four uh, builder is nice to have. He doesn't have damage consistency in the form of like rerolls, counting blanks, or anything like that. But Symbiotic Instincts is something that gets to help him on the uh, attack, which is still very nice. Uh, and he's got some control in addition to additional damage output via his throw. So, again, just all, all these different little pieces. So I think he's going to be a great mobile damage dealer. But if your opponent has multiple energy characters, he's also going to look like a glass cannon. Yeah. I, and what's interesting is uh, I don't see him so much as t like glass cannon type, but he will he will definitely feel the hurt into those heavy energy teams. I mean, teams like Guardians of the Galaxy, look, if you're playing Guardians of the Galaxy, I think Agent Venom is a fantastic addition to the Guardians of the Galaxy roster. And to your point, he doesn't have any native dice consistency, but being able to add him in there, give him that consistency with the winging it tokens and stuff like that for a character that is as mobile as he is, which is something that, I guess you could say they have mobility in Gamora and Star-Lord with his hit and run, but I don't feel like those characters are mobile in the way that Agent Venom's going to be mobile. Mm -hmm. And at that threat level, like being able to move long and Assassin's Leap and, and then God Slayer, cool. Agent Venom, like the medium move combined with the range three place, combined with another medium move, that's, that's longer than Gamora's going to go ever, I think. So, you know, all of this to say, like, I, I could see a situation where you won't feel bad doing those things with him, whereas, like, Gamora, you want to take a swipe with God Slayer. So I think that that's mm -hmm. an interesting place for him. And then when you do have to, like, start turning on the offense, being able to say, cool, I'm going to use my winging it token, and you can't modify your defense dice, awesome. However, if you're playing into Guardians, I think Agent Venom is weirdly... Not great, but also probably also not terrible. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you feel, if there's some way where you can, like, be offensive and pick your matchup, play the right matchup, that kind of stuff, like, because he has the symbiotic instincts being able to say, cool, well, you can't reroll uh, on defense now, and I've got you hurt pretty good. Like, stuff like that I think is interesting. He's going to be an excellent uh, rocket killer. If rocket doesn't kill him first. Yeah. And that's kind of the, the, the problem there where the two thread is equally as lethal into the four thread as the four thread is into the two thread. Exactly. Exactly. Which I, I think, and I think that's, that's exciting. I think that's fun. I think things like that are interesting and trying to come up with those matchups are, are going to be a lot of fun. And to your point about like Jack of all master of none, it's interesting because when I read this character card and I look at those attacks, I think the, the attacks are fine. There's nothing that stands out to me as like, you know, I must double tap at all times with this character. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have have those kind of thoughts. I don't think like, all right, I need to make sure that I'm in a position to use my symbiote special forces or whatever. What I see here is is that mobility and really good objective play, but also being able to soften up targets for your teammates, which I think is really strong. Yeah, the uh, the incinerate uh, grenade is really nice because, like, you you look at the 
like the the main two that I'm excited to play them in because I just don't have a lot of reps with Shield is Web Warriors and Guardians. And what he brings to those teams are very different uh, because the Web Warriors are like, cool, we already have a lot of control and a lot of mobility. Agent Venom's able to like keep up with that game plan and also be able to help on the damage output with these tougher targets where, like, man, Spider-Man attacking into uh, the the new Logan is not a fun matchup for Spider-Man. But suddenly, <laughs> like, you throw an incinerate on there, you pop all webbed up, and then suddenly, like, Spider-Man's got a fighting chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians don't have a lot of that free mobility, and they hardly have any control outside of Drax, who sees the table some, and Ronan, who probably sees the table even less. So yeah. being able to be like, hey, here's a mobile guy who's going to be able to help you get other enemies off of the points is going to be really nice for them. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Or, you know, get them off the points, throw them closer to your team so you can do some damage to them. Stuff like that I think is really great. I, I think there's some fun play around like Venom and Agent Venom combined in a Web Warriors led squad that I think could be a lot of fun. And some patterns I'm excited to kind of investigate a little bit. And when I think about Age of Venom and with this this reveal and Jessica Drew's a character I like also. So both of these characters are kind of getting my juices flowing for the Web Warriors again. So just mm-hmm. be ready for that. <laughs> um, and And you're right. I think he brings something interesting to them because one of the things about Venom that you're able to do Eddie Brock Venom that you're able to do is play around him-ish. It's hard, and it just takes experience, but like you can kind of mitigate his impact because outside of his lethal protector, he's going to have a hard time getting there. And yes, he's got the ability to pull people in, but a lot of times you're, you're getting damage into him and he's trying to so many snacks and we are Venom and just spending all this power all the time doing all this stuff. So... Having a character that kind of leans more into that mobility, but also has that that damage potential, and to your point, throwing that incendiary grenade on someone that Gwen is about to go in and try to light up is really nice. And I think it's something that could could really like swing the thing. And like, you know, Web Warriors are famed for their their stick and move style, not trying to necessarily put some damage into you and stuff like that and age of venom still plays into that now like every other web warrior in the existence of the web warriors he's going to have a hard time generating power but i think that you can mitigate that because of the way that you can can move around the board with him a little bit i think so yeah i i I like him in web warriors and uh, you know anything that gives him that little extra survivability is going to be nice now the spot for him, though, Nate, the spot, it's Steve Avengers. Like, oh my goodness. Does this guy love being in Steve Avengers? Who doesn't? But, like, for real. Uh, there, there's there's too many. As much as I love it, like, I, I'm a Steve Avengers guy. I am coming off of Steve, Steve Avengers to play with Agent Venom. Uh, I don't know. I don't see it. You don't see it? Oh, man. I don't see it. Web swinging, range three, turn one. Give me that all day. Give me that yeah. all day. 
Okay. Like that that's what Hawkeye's for. Yeah, but Agent Venom's more more thingies and stuff and things. Agent Venom is more. That that's the yes. Yes. That look, you're right, but I just think that that's like fun and like I, I don't know, like for me it's like the web swinging for one being able to do that every turn and then just moving all around, doing crazy stuff, throwing people just sounds like a lot of fun. An- another spot that I think Agent Venom is going to be pretty darn good in, and that's the spider foes, honestly. Like, regular Venom there, you know, vanilla Venom, if you will. It, he's good there, but like I think Agent Venom plays that game way better. Why, why do you think that? Well, for me, it's about the mobility aspect of it. Being able to get around the board, go go wherever he wants to go. They can't modify their dice, and then he tells them, hey, re-roll that die, and then you can't modify it anyways. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like he can make you re-roll their die with the leadership, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that that's just... I don't know. I like the mobility aspect of it. And I like in our current, like, yeah, it's brawly. So regular Venom's pretty good with the brawly stuff, but I just like the mobility aspect of it. And I think being able to turn that Clintar firepower up a little bit, turn that incendiary grenade up a little bit, the symbiote special forces with that leadership. Yes. It's still only once per turn though, right? But that's irrelevant. I still, I'm about it though. It's still good. I think if you were looking to just squeeze every bit of uh, potential out of Agent Venom, though, uh, it's going to be Red Skull's Cabal. Yes. Uh, Because lining up the Symbiote Special Forces and probably, if you're hitting three people, you're probably getting three power back and being like, ah, let's do it again. (laughs) Exactly. So... I think that this conversation, though, speaks to his jack-of-all-master-of-none thing in that there's very few places within the game that you're going to feel bad slotting in an Agent Venom, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you you can put him in Storm's X-Men and not feel bad about it. I don't don't necessarily think... You give him some cover, you, you give him a little bit of a hop, or... The hop in general was just really good. So, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, those are just some different examples. I mean, like, is this, is it like the Cyclops finally have a character that he likes having near him to pass power to, to do things? I don't think so, but I'm just saying it's an option. Have you, have you seen the comparisons between Agent Venom being just the better Cyclops? No. Oh, dude. Guess guess both of them have uh, six health on yep. both sides. Yep. Both of them have a range four five dice builder. Yep. Both of them have a spender beam. Yep. One has hit and run. One has a web swing. Yep. Uh, Cyclops has his field leader. Agent Venom has his throw. Yep. Just just those kind of like little small uh, things where it's just like oh yeah there there's some. There's some stuff there. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. No, I'm I'm with it. I think, I mean, look, Cyclops needs some love. <laughs> it's just, yeah, he needs some love. But, like, when I'm, I'm going down the list of, like, affiliations and, you know, I see defenders and I'm, 
over here thinking to myself, well, yeah, I mean, everyone likes being a defender. He doesn't like spending his power for it, but, you know, is what it is. Dark Dimension is one that he probably doesn't hate being in. Criminal Syndicate, especially the uh, Shadowlands Daredevil Mm -hmm. version of it. And then even a regular one, uh, I think I'm down with that too. All these different places, like it's one of those things where we're at a point in this game where there's so many affiliations and so many different things you can do that most characters are going to be able to find a home, at least in some way or another, in all of these different affiliations. Like the only one, the only one that I could be like, eh, is probably Asgard. That's like the only one. Convocation also probably not, but at the same time, I'm going to try it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no. I mean, when Asgard, like Asgard and uh, Winterguard are the two that Agent Venom is just kind of like, oh, I can already do that. Exactly. That's exactly it. So, yeah, I I think we have a character that's going to see see a lot of table time, but I also think this is a character that is going to, like, be the eighth character in someone's roster in a lot of ways. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, obviously not yours, not mine, because we like this character. But I could see, like, if you're building a Web Warriors character and you're looking at what you want to do on the tabletop, I could see Agent Venom losing an op- losing a spot in a squad to other characters for varying reasons. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. he doesn't have that specialized nature. Yeah, he he's not the the scalpel of Gamora. He's not the I'm trying to think of other like four threat that are just like hyper focused. Well, let's let I think it's fair to compare him to his Eddie Brock yeah. you know, opposite and that version of Venom is the quintessential bruiser in Marvel Crisis Protocol and what do I mean by that? I mean a character that if your opponent just keeps beating on him, you're okay with it because he can clap back and clap back pretty effing hard. So, yeah. you know, he's, in my opinion, Eddie Brock Venom, Vanilla Venom. I'm, I'm super calling him Vanilla Venom, by the way, now. <laughs> like Alliteration. Exactly. Alliterate. Look, Stan Lee would be proud. But anyways, Vanilla Venom is is a a purpose-built focused tanky brawly boy and i feel like that while i prefer to play mobile and move around like that's my biggest problem with vanilla venom is the lack of mobility but you know having his web snare and all that stuff kind of mitigates some of that a little bit but you know i could see a world where you're like okay cool well i'm playing sword base i want to pull people off of sword maybe not necessarily get there to it and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I just, I think it's fair to make that comparison. And I feel like that there's reasons why you'll see one over the other, depending on the crisis. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. You know, how how do you feel about it? Like, do you feel like that's a fair comparison to, 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 put those two in kind of a head-to-head comparison? Yeah, I mean, it's one of those where it's like, it's a comparison that maximizes the 
the differences of what a jack of all trades looks like versus a, a specialist, right? Yeah. So in, in, in that respect, as long as you're kind of looking at it through that lens, not a, oh, like, Eddie Brock Venom's going to be able to, like, slug it out better. Absolutely, hands down. But Eddie Brock Venom can't get to uh, move, web swing, and still do a beam three attack. Yeah, but to your point, though, Eddie Brock can't do those things. Eddie Brock has to spend five power to get his clap back awesome, you know, delicious time. Agent Venom mm-hmm. has to spend six power in order to web swing beam. And given that he doesn't have the healing capabilities that Vanilla Venom does, I've, I find this an interesting kind of conundrum that Agent Venom has here of like getting to that power because he's got a five dice physical builder. So, slightly above average is three successes into one block. So you're maybe getting two. So I think you're going to only see symbiote special forces once you've taken a few hits. Yeah, absolutely. Symbiote special forces is a, you, you hope you have priority when agent venom is waking up from a daze. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that that's where like everyone that I've talked to, about this character is just gushing over the spender. And I think this is one of the better spenders in the game in a lot of ways. But to, to that point is he's going to have a hard time getting there because he's got so many other ways to spend that power. Mm -hmm. And and that's where I think agent Venom's going to, to run into problems, especially compared to other characters in that four threat area is just that, power generation problem because being able to just roll five dice at people is nice but like let's let's look at a character like our brand new shiny cowboy hatted logan wolverine where yeah okay he's he's rolling five physical dice as well but he gets to place and he has the pierce and if he's not any close to his friends he gets to do extra stuff like the re-rolls. So like, you know, yes, that character is focus-built murder machine, obviously, but when you compare the two, and I think that's a fair comparison at the, you know, when you're comparing threat values and physicals and all that stuff, you know, I think Agent Venom's going to have a hard time generating his power. I just do. Mm-hmm. No, I think I think that... Like you had mentioned earlier, as every other web warrior has power problems, uh, Agent Venom is uh, going to be right up there with the rest of them, uh, and then to a degree even more so because like, he would like to do every single thing on his card every single turn if he could. Yep. Yeah. And another thing that he doesn't have that a majority of web warriors, not all of them, but a majority of web warriors have some way to just gain power. Agent Venom doesn't have that. He can mm-hmm. only build power through his Clintar firepower. So, or taking damage. So, you know, six and six is a pretty healthy stat line of, of health. So he should be able to sustain a little bit, but I, I definitely think that he's, he's not going to be a missile. He's definitely going to be stick and move, you know, 
it's going to be okay to do just one attack kind of thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, Nate, you already started building lists with him? Absolutely. And, and really, it's been more of a anticipation. I've been playing with Guardians and playing with S.H.I.E.L.D. and playing with Web Warriors uh, over the past uh, three or four weeks, re-familiarizing myself and just already having a roster where it's like, cool, and this is the character that I cut for Agent Venom. Right, right. So who, who's your Web Warriors cut for Agent Venom? Uh, kind of the standard retinue, I guess. Uh, you've got, uh, both Spider-Mans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess both Peter Parkers. Let's get super clear, because there's three Spider-Man and weirdness. <laughs> uh, yeah. along with Miles, Gwen, Black Cat. Uh, and I think that's it for the affiliated side of it. And then it's just, like, some, some flavor fun stuff, like, uh, throwing Ant-Man in with the rest of the bug people. Oh yeah. Uh, I think I've tried Moon Knight, but I've been playing more kind of controlly, and so now that Agent Venom's out, maybe I lean more toward that aggressive side and bring uh, Moon Knight a little bit more frequently and stuff. I love it. I love Moon Knight. So yeah, any chance to get him on the board makes me happy. Yep. Oh yeah, and Medusa because Medusa's the best Web Warrior. Yeah, she's pretty great in Web Warriors. I'm over here looking at some of my old Web Warriors rosters, and I'm like, oh, yeah, Medusa's in every one of them. Gasp. Yeah, I know. She's super good. Uh, but, yeah, I'm I'm excited for this character. And, yeah, like I said before, Suits, you can check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash housepartyprotocol for as little as a dollar a month or 12 bucks a year. Come hang out with us at, you know, my favorite place on the Internet, if I'm being honest with you. It's a really chill time. Everybody's really cool and fun, and we, and we goof off, have a good time, talk about MCP, talk about Marvel Snap, talk about uh, 40K, talk about, but not like a Reddit-style community of 40K. We're like a normal, like just average people talking about 40K kind of thing. Uh, talk about all kinds of stuff, and it's it's a good time, and I love it. And uh, we got some fun stuff coming up for House Party Protocol in 2023, so keep it locked right here and uh yeah agent venom dude i'm i'm stoked i'm glad you got your favorite toy now amg give me the four that are fantastic and dr doom because you can't have the fantastic four without dr doom right nate yeah no i'm i'm the only reason i'm rooting for fantastic four is because with them will come doom exactly exactly so nate I think we can officially, you know, not have to ever reset the clock again. That's a callback for you. But we'll still reset that till we get Fantastic Four for me. Seems fair. Seems fair. Nate, where can people find you? Uh, guys, you can find me over on uh, the Gamer Guild YouTube channel or uh, podcast. I'm not on there as frequently anymore, but uh, still the great content that I be remiss if I did not to uh, promote to uh, compete against Will and his awesome, uh, all the awesome stuff he's doing here. Uh, but got uh, character reviews, uh, just different chit chat and the uh, topics to talk about around the Marvel crisis protocol. Oh yeah. And no, that's not a competition. It's it enhances the community. Dude, it's, it's all about the crossovers with Marvel. That's it, it. it. All it's all good. That's it. Speaking of crossovers, I need to to check out our show questions from our Discord because this is one of those things that like I get so excited a lot of the times that I can kind of some 
sometimes forget. And, you know, it's just because I'm excited and time is a thing that exists. So I want to get to these questions. So, Nate, let's pull these up real quick. First up, we have our friend Merzane. Do you think he's too much Venom or too much Agent? I'm going to go with the perfect mixture. I think he's too much Agent. Fair. Fair. Why there, do you we, say We that? don't have any of, like, I was kind of hoping on his injured side, maybe he would, like, go up to seven stamina and his spender would change into a more Venom-esque attack or something. Yeah. Uh, and who knows, maybe that's the what the, the hidden tactic card is about or something, but I, I, I think this is a, a very clean agent Venom with more agent than Venom. That's fair. You're probably right. You sold me. He's more agent. Rylan, when building the model, would it be appropriate to lop off the legs below the knee? <laughs> No. <laughs> uh, I will respond uh, as I did in the Discord. Uh, you're a monster, sir. Yeah, or you gotta you gotta do it like the gif you sent. You're a monster. Yeah, use the very like very perfectly little gingerbread man with the Lord Farquaad yes. after his legs got snapped off. Yes, perfect. <laughs> Brian Freddy says, "Do you think Venom or Agent Venom would be a better roster slot in Web Warriors?" I think you can get both in there, honestly. Like, I think that the Web Warriors have a lot of great options, but I think that there is a place for both characters in a roster of 10. Yeah, I think I think you bring Agent Venom for when you get your secures, because typically as a Web Warrior, you want things that are a little bit more spread out. Mm -hmm. And then when you get somebody else's secures that are a little bit more clumped up and you're not necessarily as comfortable uh, in a, a big brawly situation, you swap into Venom and you're glad you have both of them. Completely agree there. I think that was a way better explanation than I could give. So Binks says, which of the three announced factions do you think will get the most slash best use out of the character? Nate, I'm going to let you take this one first. It's tough. Uh, I'm... I'm only really going to be able to answer for web warriors and guardians because shield is convocation levels of deep with how they they play they they play a different game than most other affiliations do in mcp mm -hmm. uh but between those two i think the one that benefits the most is going to be guardians i agree with you i think that guardians is where he's going to get the most and do the most for them as a squad and bring something unique and different to that squad that, yeah, they want to, you know, shoot McGunline stuff. But I think mm -hmm. that, that he kind of brings a mobility to that gun line thing that I think is interesting and that they've been lacking. So I think that's kind of fun. Even though I think Web Warriors is going to be awesome. Phoenix Ben says, what ideas for tactics cards do you like to go with A.V.? I'm going to go with something that heals him for the love of God. Just, he needs healing. Yeah. Uh, so something that I, I had pitched this to, to Will a long, long time ago uh, before Agent Venom was even uh, revealed in, in any form, way, or fashion uh, that I'd love for him to get a tactic card called Hail Mary where he throws a grenade, but you can choose the attack type. It was basically exactly what Hellas Carrier Strike ended up being, where you could choose energy or physical, and then depending on which attack type it was, it gave out a different kind of status condition. Yeah. 
so that would have been really cool. We got the grenade throw anyway. Happy with that. Uh, so yeah, at this point, I want something that shows the more of the the venom side uh, of the struggle that uh, Flash has to put up with. And it really is in the comic books. He he definitely goes back and forth on that a lot. So Leland says, assuming AMG has an internal costing system in place, certain abilities, powers, attacks being worth so much threat value. Would you say AMG overvalues any particular aspect of a character's design? For instance, does something like high mobility impact how much threat a character has? And do you think there is one aspect they seem to value over others? Um, this is an interesting thing. I think AMG... Uh, they have interesting values for things, Nate. And... One of them, I, I think I can use our new Sabretooth Apex Predator as an example because I, I think he's a, a very good example of this, and I'm sure you know where I'm going with this based on me saying that name. So in order to get additional attack dice for him, you have to pay four power to get three dice. So it's basically, what is that, 1.25 power for each additional die or something like that? 1.33 repeating. Sure, yeah. there you go. I, I I don't math so good, guys. But, like, I think that you could make that three power and, like, one for one on the power there and, and maybe feel okay about it. Like, I was, I'm on record thinking that Sabretooth Apex Predator can be, like, the epitome of a snowball character and just delete things out of nowhere. But I think things like that, and uh, Crossbones, as an example, having a similar thing where it costs him four power to get the three dice. I think dice things, when it comes to adding dice, are slightly overvalued, whereas things like re-rolls and stuff like that are maybe a little, little under what their value actually provides at times. Uh, except, I guess, in the instance of, like, Weapon X. You know what I mean? Like, clearly Weapon X was valued extremely high but really it hasn't worked out that way mm -hmm. so i mean how do you feel about this nate I, I i think it's tough because it needs to uh i think they they do overvalue it a little bit i think you're you're right but i think it needs to be a more character by character basis because until iron man uh, got his buff where Friday AI costs two, it has always been the formula of you take the number of dice, you it costs that much plus one power. Yeah. And I think for a character like Storm, it could just be the flat two. And for a character like Iron Man, it could be the flat two. And probably even for Crossbones, it could be a flat three. However, Sabretooth Apex uh, needs to stay at four. That the dude's a monster. No, I I completely agree in that instance. It was probably a bad character. I probably should have gone with, like you said, Iron Man, uh, Storm, or Crossbones as examples. But, mm -hmm. like, you brought them up, and I think that that's you nailed it in terms of character-by-character character basis. I think, like, having a formula that says if we implement this kind of mechanic, then it is always this is something that maybe gets looked at in the wrong ways. Uh, and, and you know what yeah. I mean? And like Star-Lord, or not Star-Lord, I'm looking, I'm looking at Star-Lord. 
uh, like She-Hulk as an example, right? She-Hulk has superior weight training and it costs her three power, but it can add up to five dice because mm-hmm. you're, you're adding the size value, right? But she's also a six threat character, so that disparity makes sense there to me. Yeah. It's why Black Cat's uh, steel doesn't cost an action versus Enchantress because Black Cat's limiter is the power generation, whereas Enchantress has power generation for days and days and days. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vision has his throw only cost two. It could probably cost more because he also has the overpower uh, stimulation problem. Yeah. But then, like, the same throw on. Uh, Venom costs three. Yep. So it, it just character by character is one of those things. Uh, I do have a different thing than you. I think you're you're not wrong about the dice thing. I think out of activation movement for your own characters is something that AMG has overvalued because they have restricted it so much. Uh, and I think they're they're getting better about it, bringing the space gym down to one threat. Yeah. Uh, is one instance of that because otherwise that gem was just hardly ever taken. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but then you also look at characters like Gene and Cyclops who are just so restricted on what that out of activation movement for other characters looks like. Oh, absolutely. And so, so that is where I was going to ask is like, how do you mean out of activation? So like field leader and Gene's matter transmutation. I'm right there with you. The fact that it costs three power. They have to have an activated token, and it's a push. That is yeah. three levels of stipulations on a character that is not generating power the way some of these other characters are. It's mind-bottling. <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh, field leader costing three. Yes. Uh, it's like hey, just make it cost two, advance short, but then you just change it to the superpower can only be used once per turn instead of a character can be made to advance by the superpower only once per turn. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, it seems like a simple choice to me. And so, and what's interesting is I think we could keep going down this train because I think this is actually a really interesting discussion and maybe it warrants a bigger segment on a future episode but I want to I want to keep it right there because I do I do really agree with you on this and I think that there are things that we can look at and have criticism of the game like it doesn't mean that we don't like it it doesn't mean that we think that something's broken or or whatever it just means that hey you know maybe maybe we can be a voice for other players out there that maybe feel the same way about these kind of things so you know who knows I don't know maybe I'm projecting a little bit but either way Nate uh, let's put a sweet delicious little bow on this awesome agent venom episode and uh thank you very much for joining me a a little later than we had intended but we got it done we we got it done it's on me totally on me guys nah it's okay it's all good happens to the best of us and with that party on nate party on will and power down suits (laughs) 